I call it the inner peace process. And it is amazing for any time you feel triggered to have a step-by-step process that you can take that through to go to the source of it and see where you need the most love, support, and safety. You know, it might be the inner four-year-old or your 10-year-old that went through something challenging. That part of you feels like lost and, and essentially needs to be rescued. Hello, hello, beautiful people on the other side of this podcast. Welcome to another epic episode of High Vibe Knit. As always, we are here to help you live your best life. So here we are. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Charles Clay, who is an inner peace coach and healer. And I can already tell you just from knowing him for five seconds that he has a lovely energy and I'm sure he'll have lots of great wisdom and insights to bring to you all today. So without further ado, Charles, please say hi to the peeps and introduce yourself. Hey, happy to be here. What an honor, pleasure. Look forward to diving in. Yes, Charles. Already we love you, but let's go into in case anybody doesn't uh isn't familiar with you or your work. What what is it that you love doing? How did you get into it? Just give us the long or the short of it. We're here for it all. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh my story has been one from pain to purpose and in that alignment i learned the hard way on a lot of things so that i could teach an easier way and so now i get the honor of helping people with everything from anxiety to finding the source of physical pain and even deep generational wounds and trauma mm-hmm. gaining the lessons and blessings from all that right um Reading through your form that you filled out, you know, you give the little questionnaire of like things that you love to do and how you help people the most. Uh, What came up that was intriguing to me is, yes, generational, I know you mentioned abandonment wounds, so we can get into that as well, but generational trauma is a big one. And the the fact that you had us take a breath before the show, Patreon people will know this, but um listeners of the podcast may not have gotten this part, but he, you know, make it take a breath before the show and kind of relax and release anything that happened right before the call. And interestingly, I was in my head, I was like, this is perfect timing because I'm dealing with not my personal, it's my, my family members, generational stuff. And I'm just immediately walking into my office. I was like, yeah, that's some generational trauma going on right there. Got to heal that trauma, but it's very interesting that that we have you today, literally within minutes um, of me having to kind of navigate that. But let's talk about a little bit about that um, because I know that you you talk a lot about trapped emotions, trapped um, trauma. I guess how, how, from your perspective in your work, how does that get trapped in us? Let's say my grandmother, grandfather, few generations back had some ish go down how does that translate into my body for those that don't know it's a great question and just to follow up with uh sharing what you're experiencing you know there's a there's that saying you know if you think you're enlightened just spend a week with your family right (laughs) so true (laughs) 
not this is not a joke and <laughs> it's, it's because like it's the ones we love it's our family that really knows how to push our buttons you know yeah. and and so those buttons that get pushed like we call them the triggers the frustration we feel anger even grief and sadness like all these things that are getting accessed by others you know it feels like oftentimes we want to point the finger and be like, it's your fault. I'm pissed off. You know, and there's always these fingers pointing back to the source of that. Ooh, that's a good one. It's true. Yeah. It's a gateway to deeper healing. You know, every time we get triggered. And so, yeah. um, so that goes all the way back to, you know, we can be specific with the generational wounds. I think one that a lot of people can relate to is the abandonment wound, you know, and this is like, so many generations, it's like the father or the mother, you know, leaves circumstances, what be it. And then um, the young child is left, you know, wondering why they left. Um, and it's a lot to deal with at a young age. And so at that young age, oftentimes we're not taught on how to fully process the emotions that we're going through. And you think now it's like, yeah, well, loss grief as adults we're we're pretty familiar with those uh, realms of feelings for the most part but think about the first time or the first like third time that you felt those intense emotions and not knowing what to do with it oftentimes we resist it and so that resisting feelings is what ends up being trapped as issues in our tissues and then, <laughs> i like it that ultimately will keep showing up as, you know, pain in the body, or it can show up as the consistent triggers, recognizing the patterns. And as we eventually raise our awareness and recognize, wow, I've been experiencing this a lot. You know, it might be the heartbreak with your partners, right? If that's the story that keeps playing out, well, oftentimes um, we create some stories and decisions we make about ourselves at that early age where we're going through these challenges and feel that loss for the first time we create stories like wow i must not be worthy of love or i must not be good enough because my right or dad left me right and so these seem like silly beliefs that we don't resonate with now but these are deeply ingrained and this is the generational stuff that's been going on you know throughout the human experience that having a tool and a practice, a process to go into the source and allow yourself to finally metabolize that energy and gain some clarity on the other side of that and be able to pull those negative um, subconscious beliefs and those blocks and plant some deeper seeds of truth. That is one of the greatest skills, abilities that you can have as an evolving human being. And so that's yeah. the majority of my work and again, I learned this the messy hard way <laughs> so that I could teach an easier way and a, a really easy to digest process for this. I call it the inner peace process. And it is amazing for any time you feel triggered to have a step-by-step -step process that you can take that through to go to the source of it and see where you need the most love, support, and safety. You know, it might be the inner four-year-old or uh, your 10-year-old that went through something challenging there, that part of you feels like lost and, and essentially needs to be rescued. And we get to reparent ourselves through this process, supply that love, support, and safety, those parts of us. And it's amazing what this work opens up, you know, allowing yeah. 
those tears to fall, allowing, you know, that expression of those emotions to move through us opens up like this has been what so many people find like the block to their abundance and their next level of wealth and success can be just like repressed grief. It's really fascinating how it's all interconnected. And so um, what a beautiful thing to have a process that you can choose instead of when you're getting triggered and the anger comes up or the frustration. It's like, oh, I can let the mind's band-aids take over and go into default programming, which is usually like go to the fridge, stuff it with something or get on a scroll hole on Instagram, see if I can find some dopamine there. Right. And, and these, or Netflix, Amazon, to, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Buying stuff on Amazon or some, a lot of people I work with it's doing, it's like, Oh, yeah. I'll just go back to work and just stay focused on my work, which is, you know, it makes sense. Cause that's what, we've received the badge of like, oh, you're a doer, you're a hustler, you're always busy, you're working really hard, the grindstone, you know, this is in our society, what's been, you know, validated as, as worthy. And so that's where um, a lot of people basically avoid those deeper level, painful um, emotions by doing or, mm -hmm. you know, escaping. And so what a beautiful thing to have a process that I guide people through so they can get the experiential learning and then they see how powerful it is and then they can use their own take-home version of that it is a game changer for you know yeah source of these triggers and learning the lessons and blessings from it I will say going back to the inner child thing one of the best things I've ever done for myself in terms of healing growth all of it is making a commitment and even just an agreement with my inner child that, look, what do you need? I got you. What do you need? I will be what we didn't have. And I just, it, it's so, it can be so simple. Like it doesn't have to be, it usually is because it's inner child. You can't really think about inner child without like, uh, but it can be so simple. It can be just, what do you need? What do you need? Mm -hmm. And I got you. I will do that for you because it's easy. First of all, anything your inner child needs is probably peace, protection, grace, mm. uh, love, relax, just take a break, go sit down. <laughs> Sometimes that's honoring your inner child. And that's like the hardest one for me to do, but it's, it really is a game changer. So I want to ask you, Charles, what is one of the things that you wish you knew early on, or one of the things that you wish someone had like given you before you had to learn the hard way? Because I know there's a, there's, a, there's a value in learning however you learn. But I know for me, one of the things that I wish I knew early is just be what you need for your inner child. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say, you know, a couple of things. There's a list. <laughs> one, one that comes to heart is uh, just knowing that it's okay to feel more. Instead of always trying to feel better with all the biohacks and all the you know ways of elevating your state and all these cool like tricks we have to feeling better in the moment but like by avoiding those big boulders like the common denominator emotions that keep coming up if we bypass that it just keeps showing up it keeps getting triggered yeah our family members by the guy cutting you off on the road or whatever it may be um, it'll keep pointing to what is no longer in harmony with our highest and greatest self so that we can take a look at it. And that's when it begins to dissolve. 
You know, it's like that which we resist just persists, but that which we allow ourselves to feel, we can heal. And so it's it's really beautiful because um, I <clears throat> just remember, you know, learning a lot of my lessons from um, death early on. You know, um, my the woman I love most, my mom, you know, she uh, we lost her when I was 10 and um, she battled with depression, anxiety and, you know, had um, a scarcity mindset and was an alcohol. And she that was kind of her go to was alcohol. And so we would come home from school sometimes and um, have to like pour out her you know, booze and, and just take care of her, you know, while she's like borderline passed out. And it wasn't, you know, it was, it was pretty rare, but it was still like a lot to deal with as, as kids. And especially for the one that we love the most, you know, is this genuine worry for her. And so, you know, when we found out that she took her own life, and I was 10 years old, and it was just like getting hit in the stomach by a baseball bat like over and over again is the easiest way I could describe it and anybody that's felt that kind of loss at such a young age it's it's so profound and I remember sitting next to my brother at my own mom's funeral trying so hard not to cry because I had picked up this belief that oh we're guys you know I hung out with older kids and they're all about being cool and you know crying's for girls and that's sign of weakness. You can't show that. And so those beliefs I picked up, um, that was me resisting those feelings. And so this was stuff that I had to, you do, you can't escape it. Like, it's not like wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are. And you're still bringing this with you. It doesn't go away until we go to the source of it and heal it. And so that opened up so many lessons and blessings for me, finally letting those tears fall and getting to um, express, you know, even the anger of, you know, letting my 10 year old express anger, like, he never got to feel that back then, it was almost like this anger that I didn't feel like I had permission to feel, because it was, you know, not uh, good behavior by societal standards, right. And so um, eventually, coming to terms and improving my relationship with anger has been really beautiful because it's uh, this deep recognition of like, man, what a beautiful emotion to mm. declare what we're no longer willing to tolerate anymore to help create our boundaries, you know? And so it's, it's been this like deep primal um, rage that I was able to constructively process, you know, with things like boxing and, and when I checked in with my 10 year old, um, you know, doing this work, he, he was like incredible Hulk. He wanted to break some stuff, you mm -hmm. know, we were in the middle of a move and I was like, well, let's give you permission to do that. Then and we had some old furniture and stuff. So I took these chairs and just smashed them out on the, on the sidewalk. And it felt so good. It was super liberating. Um, and so it was like, I had bypassed that aspect of grieving and so it was kept getting poked and prodded until I went to the source of that and allowed myself to feel it and this these feelings come in layers but each one uh, reveals a deeper clarity you know and some of these lessons about ourselves and um, so it was like connecting with that part of me on such a deeper level giving myself permission for that 
And uh, that opened up a lot in my life just after that experience. Mm -hmm. And then knowing like, hey, if I, I have a family and two girls now, I have this primal rage, this anger that can be accessed if needed. It's, it's in, very important for protecting a family, you know? And so that gives me peace of mind knowing that I can access that and channel that into something constructive um, if need be. If you're ready to take a break from your daily routine to massively up-level your life and have the week of a lifetime, then join me for this year's Radical Self-Love Retreat happening this October 4th through 9th in Puerto Vallarta. For the month of April only, I'm giving all my high vibe VIP listeners a $200 discount on enrollment, which is awesome. I almost never do this. So visit the link in the show notes to apply today. Take advantage of that HVI VIP discount and join me for this all-inclusive self-love retreat. That's a combination of a luxurious spiritual healing yoga retreat and the ultimate girls trip. But don't take my word for it. Here are some experiences from past attendees. I have been on this journey to really figure myself out and like instantly just knew that this was what I needed to do. The type of girls that came here are just real people and really authentic and vulnerable. And you can leave all the superficial things behind and you can have a really kind of deep relationship with the people you're with. And I think that's been one of the really kind of unexpected and special things about this trip. So for that, I'd say definitely come and kind of expect to be uncomfortable, but in a good way to have fun and to have some really, really special relationships coming away. Join us with the link in the show notes at kelseyaida.com slash retreat to get $200 off during the month of April. And that's been a game changer. It's something that uh, I wish I would have known a little earlier on, you know, and the second thing would be, um, you know, just how much our thoughts that we identify with create our feelings and our reality and our experience. Like you have kids. Mm -hmm. It is so important to me. I'm a hypnotherapist. My work is the subconscious. Like my entire life is how powerful your mind is. Like, look at you go. Look at you believing you can't do it. See, can't. What would happen if you use that for the, you know what I mean? Like I am constantly trying to teach my kids how important, because I agree hundred percent. It was one of those things that like, gosh, if only they would have taught us this younger, that I actually have a choice in what I think that I actually aren't, I'm not stuck in my beliefs. I can move out of it at any time. It could yeah. be harder or easier, but you can, like, it is so important to me. I don't know how old your kids are, but are they of an age where you are able to really kind of, I mean, any age really, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't can't start young enough with this. Um, yeah. You know, my my oldest is about to be three, Sophia Pearl, and Everly, um, Opal is about to be nine months. So they're, wow. they're just like- Wait, are they twin? Wait, what did you say? How old? <laughs> nine, nine months and almost three years old. Almost three years. Okay, gotcha. I was like, I didn't hear the three years. I was like, you have- matching gemstone yeah. twin girls that is amazing yeah. <laughs> they're some of my greatest teachers and my yes. inspiration for sure when I get triggered my stuff comes up you know instead of choosing the mind's band-aids and avoiding and you know stuffing it down 
it's an opportunity for me. They inspire me to take my yeah. own to take it through this inner peace process, to discover the lessons in it, allow myself to metabolize, take responsibility for my emotions. And then I can respond to the situation with more neutrality and what's actually needed and without bringing my projections of anger or frustration or um, whatever it may be feeling to the table. And this is one of the greatest things we can do for our family because every time we heal a layer of that generational wound, we release old negative programs and these subconscious beliefs, that's less baggage, 3D debris, I call it, that, that our <laughs> kids have to carry on. You know? Yes. It's like doing them the greatest favor ever, because imagine what's possible when we show up for this mm. level of healing. And then our kids are free of all of that. You know, They can choose their highest path without having to hold on yeah. to this like, you know, potent abandonment wound, you know, and, and even if that is their path, um, they'll, they'll gain their lessons and blessings from that too. But I want to just clear the path for the greatest yeah. imagination, um, you know, and just watching these little souls light up, like it's our, our future's looking really bright. <laughs> yeah. Charles, I have to, Kelsey, I'm so sorry. I, I haven't like, for 20 minutes. I have, I have so much because Charles, I, you don't know this, but you and I have extremely similar childhoods to even to the point where like what you're describing, being the one to take care of the caregiver, first of all, and alcoholism and all sorts of everything. My mother, I love her. We all, we, we love our mothers. Okay. I don't think, I think that goes without saying, but she would threaten your mother followed through my mother would threaten. And it was all the time and <clears throat> get it together, Lindsay. But what I wanted to say is this at 10 years old, I went to live with my father because my mother had to skip town. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, and please nobody show her this episode because I've never, I don't really talk about her, but I feel like I had an, you know, it's an abandonment thing too, in a different way, because my mother was like, no matter what happened, she was like the most important person in my life. And to have her like not there was so hard. And I just feel for you so much because I didn't have to, I didn't have to go through what you went through, but it is very hard. But anyway, what I wanted to say is this. We are very similar. I feel for you. I 100% like feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same as everything you're describing. And this is my point. When I had children, my mother was very good at teaching me what not to do. And my dad too, to some extent. He has his own stuff, but at least I felt safe. You know what I mean? Like I felt taken care of with my dad. but. I knew instinctively, I, I I don't know that I needed to be taught this, but I guess I did. I knew what not to do with my kids. And I knew how to show them every day that they were important and loved and taken care of. And I just wonder if, if that was the case for you, I'm sure it was, but like when we, when you have kids and you have somebody to take care of, it's like, I'm healing simply by sending them to school with like clean clothes or Guys, I'm losing it, but you know what I'm trying to say? I just, I, I, Kelsey's so proud of me. I know she is. I don't talk about stuff about me like this on the show, but just, just 
showing my kids that they don't have to worry about that is so healing and so powerful. And it's not an accident that there's another parent on the show who has such a similar experience to mine that can maybe attest to this and maybe like be another voice that's like, yeah, you can heal through just heal your inner child through through teaching your children and through loving your children the way that they deserve. And um, do you know what I'm trying to say? Am I just rambling at this point? I feel like I am, but. I actually really appreciate your truth and you sharing that and feel deeply connected to that. And it's incredible because when we allow ourselves to to feel that and to let those tears yeah. and and even show that that's okay for our children, you know, like yes. my little- I have three boys and I'm oh. always like, cry it out, cry yeah. for as long as you want, like get it out, kid. Like, cause yeah. you know, I, I know what you mean. Boys are, were not so much anymore, I hope. I think it's getting better, but yeah, we're, we're taught so differently as boys and girls. Yeah. I mean, Sophia is just such a incredible, you know, sacred space holder already innately, you know, she's like, Dada, are you sad? Oh. I'll come over and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling sad. And, and she'll like, give me a big hug. She'll go grab like her favorite animals and give me her unicorn and like all these, it's so sweet like to witness and if I was repressing those emotions and just trying to be stoic all the time then I would miss out on this deep connection you know and permission for her to feel yes and so it's always an opportunity and then when we do this powerful work of reparenting and getting to connect with those parts of us that need the most love support and safety then it's like we get to rewrite the entire story you know like yes my mom you know took her life at 10, but that also allowed me to see like how beautiful life is, you know, by being that close to death and of someone that I love, it helped me recognize like the temporariness of all this. And, and so there's just been so many lessons and blessings that have come from that. One of which is, you know, I got 10 years of incredibly vivid memories with my mom and my brother growing up like she took us to the ocean every summer and had like just these exquisite memories that I cherish forever and so that's 10 years I'm grateful for that a lot of people don't even get that uh, with yeah. some of their parents and so there's a, a deep appreciation and of course you know as we uh, extend and expand on our spiritual journey like recognizing like wow I've gotten to connect with my mom in so many ways now you know first time I asked for a sign she came to me in a butterfly and literally just like as soon as I asked there was this beautiful butterfly just doing circles around me and I was like wow of course she loved butterflies collected them and did butterfly stained glass art and all this cool stuff so it was this you know it, it it's helped expand my awareness of you know all the layers to this human experience and how connected we are with even our lost ones you know i can remember sitting with uh everly in the womb you know it's like my little girl is just she's like eight months you know and the belly just looks so beautiful and uh, mama b and and i just had my hand on her and i was singing to her and it's like this deep connection that we have with this sweet little baby that's in the womb that can't see me, you know, but she can experience my vibration, hear me and vice versa. 
all through this little thin layer, this veil of skin mm -hmm. between her and I that are still experiencing each other, just can't see each other. And so it hit me. It was like, wow, well, here we are in this realm. And there's this thin layer between us and all of our, you know, former forefathers and mothers and, and our uh, family and past that are, you know, still communicating with us, you yeah. know, open to receive those messages. And so it's really beautiful to get to connect with my mom in that way and recognize like she even shared with me that in a healing session that she said, you know, you're ready to hear this now. And I took my own life because I knew I was in such a dark place that I couldn't show up the way I wanted to for you and your brother. And, and I knew I would miss out on all the, you know, important things. And I didn't want to miss out on any of that. And I wanted to be there for you always. And so wow. she gets to do that from where she's at now in spirit. And Maybe not something a 10 year old could process, but certainly exactly. when, the, when the time is right. Right. And so that just, you know, opened up new layers in my heart and understanding too, in this connection with her, you know, as a guide. And so um, it's been really beautiful, the the lessons and blessings that have come from such a tragic experience and getting to rewrite that story is is so profound. And that's what I help others with. You know, if it's just pain showing up in your body, that's physical reoccurring injuries. I've, I've dealt with that and that's put me on this huge trajectory to my purpose. And so I appreciate pain as a teacher. You know, it's like, that is usually pointing to some repressed emotions that mm -hmm. haven't allowed ourselves to feel. And there's also some metaphysics involved, what's going on in our life. Our body's so intelligent. It's highlighting what needs to be, you know, taken care of. It's like a check engine light pain. I call it pay attention inward now. And so it allows, I help people gain those lessons and blessings as to how this is happening for them. And then it improve that relationship with the body. And you can understand these messages on a, on a profound level so that now you can pay attention to like the little feather instead of the equivalent of getting hit with a Mack truck, you know, yeah. the pain. <laughs> and, and um, what a game changer that is, you know, it just allows for so much more ease and grace and, and um, you know, endless blessings. Mm, yeah. I was just thinking this whole time, like, Maybe he looks so familiar to me because I see so much of myself in you because a lot of my work is helping people to feel more, not less, right? And I think in this spiritual community and law of attraction 101, it's like you have to be happy all the time, like right. oh, positive vibes, only good vibes, only think good thoughts. Like if you even entertain a negative thought, like something bad's going to happen to you. And obviously we know now that's not true. We're always debunking that on the show. And something that you said earlier, <laughs> I love the issues and the tissues part. And also I'm just like, this man, he speaks in rhymes and poems. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got all the good slogans. Yes. All the good slogans, but it's so true that it's not what we do feel, even if it's negative, that's holding us back. It's what we don't feel right. Because any form of resistance is still resistance. Even if you're resisting yourself, even if you're resisting your feelings and I think a lot of the time in the manifestation space, it's like people only think about resisting in the context of what they want. Like, oh, maybe a part of me is resisting what I really want consciously, but subconsciously I'm not on board. And it's like, yeah, you could be resisting that or you could be resisting what happened to you before something that you just can't accept 
was the reality. You could be resisting an emotion that's trying to come up and come through and come out and gift you a personal truth. But if you don't even give it the time of day, you ain't going to access that personal truth. So I think it's really beautiful work that you're doing. And I feel like every single thing you said is like 1000 million percent yeah. true. So I'm just here to amen. Preach, brother. Uh, I appreciate that <laughs> reflection. And it, you know, it's to get to witness dreams coming true from this mm -hmm. work that what's possible on the other side of choosing this this healing process is profound. I I've worked I work with a lot of real estate agents, uh, many of which are, you know, on the financial roller coaster ride. And so getting, you know, one example was like getting to reconnect with the younger version of uh, one of my clients that recognize like wow my younger self like really loves roller coaster rides <laughs> and so <laughs> like here's this financial experience still showing up and sometimes that inner five-year-old was like running the show right when mm -hmm. it got tough and so we got this like five-year-old at the wheel running the business when the challenges are met right so getting to support that part of herself um, using this process layer by layer, feeling through what was repressed, opened up like so much in her experience. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, we, this is an eight week initiation, uh, very deep dive intensive work. And she became an overnight sensation and was like the top in her region for her sales numbers and, finding people their dream homes. And so it's just really beautiful to get to witness the ripple effect of this type of work and, and reminding people that you are your own greatest healer. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. You know, nobody yes. knows your body and your soul like you. And so just to be able to provide, you know, a plethora of really powerful self-healing tools so that you can gain those lessons and blessings faster is super empowering. And so mm -hmm. uh, it allows for a lot of dreams to come true, which is the the fun, exciting part that, you know, that the high vibes. Aspect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm always like reminding my clients like, okay, sometimes it's the short-term pain for the long-term gain. Like, I know this yeah. is uncomfortable. I know that it's uncomfortable and horrible. And like, I'm not asking you to be in pain for the sake of being in pain, but I'm asking you to go there because I promise on the other side, right? Is that clearing? Is that next level? Is that next blessing? Is that next clarity? Whatever it is for that person. And it honestly is like one of the most fun things because people don't suspect, right? I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, if I touch that feeling, I'll get stuck in it forever. I'm right. I'm a depressed person or I'll never get out of it. And like five minutes into the feeling, they're crying. Oh, they're breathing more deeply. Oh, now they're feeling better. Oh, now that feeling's not even bothering them. Oh, now they're smiling again. Now they're making 
making jokes and it's like see you didn't die (laughs) and now you feel better (laughs) it's like going into it allows it to dissolve in a way where yeah resisting avoiding it just just like you keep carrying it with you wherever you go and just this extra weight that's why I call it 3d debris you know (laughs) yeah I feel like there's a really pretty funny story that's coming to heart um, to illustrate some of the profound ways that like the thoughts that we choose create the experience and the feelings in our body and then take us either down the downward spiral or to the highest places. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this goes back to like high school for me. I was not big on, um, you know, gateway drugs and was pretty anti like smoking and all the things but um but I was intrigued by mushrooms there was this um connection to mushrooms early on for me that was really interesting because it's been like a truth serum for me and so early on this is my five houses down from me one of my best friends um they his dad was a principal of our high school and so I'm over there shooting hoops, playing ball with them, know the principal really well, you know, because we're BFFs. And I I told my friend, his nickname was Humps. I said, Humps, look at this. How side. do you get a nickname like Humps in high school? Just... Humphrey. <laughs> so, Humphrey, Humphrey, Jeff. Yeah, he loved Wednesdays. Get your drain out of the, your brain out of the gutter. I was going to say drain out of the gutter. <laughs> and so... I told him, I was like, look at the size of these mushroom patches that are growing in your yard. Like we should get Max over here and check out, see what these are. Max is your friend that knows everything about, you know, psychedelics and drugs and all the thing. He brings over these books and he's like, guys, these are blue ringers. We're like, what does that mean? He goes, these are hallucinogenic. We're like, whoa. And sure enough, there's a blue ring on the stem. And so we gathered all these up. And this is before we knew about setting an intention, the, the proper container, you know, and having a, a facility. I'm going to love this story. I know it. it yeah. It was more like um, we did that. It was basically our intention was to have as much fun as possible and get out of our minds. And um, to we set the container with just the right people, right? It was like a, a select few that we, and then whoever's parents were out of town, you know, that Friday, it was like, we we're going to have a tea party. So we would have this mushroom tea party and, and it was in, in amazing, like how we connected in all kinds of different ways. And I remember my only so-called bad trip and I, I can't fully call it a bad trip because now it's, I see the lessons and blessings in it, but that's one of those like feelings that by going deeper into it, I recognize some of these gifts, you know? And so uh, I remember we were had it all set up the perfect stage we're going to josh's house on friday we were going to get the shrooms and mr humphrey had mowed his lawn he was like out there we're like no so now we're these high schoolers that are total buzzkill we're like all these expectations (laughs) so we were desperate and we got wind that there were some more of these specific blue ringers growing at another development, you know, so we go over there, it's almost nighttime. And now we're the kids that are like running through someone else's yard, like looking for mushrooms and <laughs> eating them right out of the yard, which for me was 
a strong indicator. I, I'm not, I don't really like the taste of mushrooms anyway. So this was really like, a, oh man, do I really like want this this bad? You know, I remember checking. So hold on, I need to get this mental picture. So you are like on all fours in someone's lawn, like just eating mushrooms out of the grass. Yeah. So we'd, amazing. We pick handfuls of them. <laughs> amazing. And get together and be like, all right, just chomp them. And I'm just like, <laughs> no time for the tea. <laughs> exactly. And so we went straight for it. And I remember, you know, it would always kick it on me first. So I'm checking in with my friends and nobody's feeling anything yet. And I am just on this, this huge wave coming up of like the, the thought of like, oh boy, did I eat too many? And, and so there's already this kind of like, you know, intensity. And then another friend shows up, you know, I grew up with a bunch of Hicks in uh, North Bend, Washington. And so they're, you know, everybody has a fur by fur and our buddy Jim shows up and he goes, y'all are just eating them right out of the yard. <laughs> We're like, yeah. He goes, oh, you don't want to do that, man. I was like, what do you mean? Why not? He's like, you can get heartworms. <gasps> like what? Heartworms. It was, this was the worst thing you could hear. And you've already been eating them. So you're yeah. already like, I'm already, I'm already like coming up on a very intense wave of the medicine and literally that was the worst thing I could have heard and so I went into panic mode anxiety amplified I felt like I had one like I could just hear feel my heart beating like a drum and I'm like oh no what if I have one and so I'm going in this downward spiral of like one negative thought that I accept that leads to another plethora of them of like oh am I gonna have to go to the hospital like this is terrible no 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 the vet you gotta go to the vet for heartworms bro yeah, right. So <laughs> I literally used the greatest tool right under our nose and just like, if I can breathe through this, I can get through this. So I started taking some deep belly breaths and slowing down my exhale. And then by slowing things down, I recognized it was like I could see the thoughts that I chose to identify with. And I'm like, this guy how do I know he's even knows what he's talking about? Like, this is just some information that he shared and it could be an urban legend. And I accepted it and allowed for this terrible response to happen in my body and I can pull out of this. And so I just cho choose to think, you know, my heart's still beating, I'm breathing, I'm going to be fine. And so uh, this tailspin starts pulling out and I'm like starting to get, you know, my bearings again and I'm, you know, coming up and, pulled out of this landslide and then I look over you know so I'm starting to feel okay I look over and now it's kicking in on one of my friends and he's in worse shape than I was he was like, his eyes were like bugging out of his head he's like he's like I think I have one you guys got to take me to the hospital and they got to give me a shot and I was like no just breathe with me you do not want to go to the hospital you do not want to get a shot, trust me. And none of us can drive there anyway. So I I like stayed with them. And I was like, if you could breathe through it, you can get through it. And so that that truth came to me with the truth serum, the um, <laughs> as well as just how profound it is the thoughts that we choose to identify with create a response and experience in our body that then shifts. That vibration is what we're broadcasting out. So it's attracting more of those circumstances. And this all became very evident to me um, from that so-called bad trip, which ended up being a good one because 
of those profound lessons and blessings. And so, the twist is the friend that said it is just rolling, laughing, like it was a joke the whole time, you guys. What are you talking about? No, that yeah, is interesting though. <laughs> That's why they make it into tea, I guess. That's mm-hmm. hysterical. <laughs> Classic. That is yeah, really so funny. Thank you, thank you to the mushroom family for the early initiations. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should all get matching tattoos of like just a blue ring or something. <laughs> yeah, blue ringer team. Never forget. <laughs> or a heartworm, but that might not be cute. Yeah. Oh, man. That was great. I love that story. I love how we got really serious in the middle, but then we ended it on a nice, lighthearted note. Thank you for that. This conversation has been so lovely, so wonderful. I definitely want to continue it over on the Patreon. But before we do that, can you let people know how they can work with you, where they can find out more about you, your medicine, your vibes, how they can absorb some more of your wisdom and beautiful phrases? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, charlesclay.coach. All my information's up there. If you want to dive deeper on any of this work, um, including some of the online trainings that I offer, like the laser focus method, um, the inner peace process. And you can find me on uh, Instagram, same thing, charlesclay.coach. I love connecting. Feel free to shoot me a message and um, I can even offer, you know, those that are listening, a couple things. One is uh, while I have space available, just a 15 minute support call, see where you're at, what you're going through. And even if it's not me that's in the highest resources for you, I can point you in the right direction with all the resources that we have to make sure you're getting the support you deserve. And then two, um, on my website, when you scroll to the bottom and you subscribe, then you get a free gift. And this is the gift of alignment, of full reclaiming of your sovereign chi, I call it. It's pretty exciting because it's very experiential learning. This is a over a decade, um, an alignment activation that I've cultivated, practiced, and this is a 22-minute guided alignment activation that allows you to return to sender any energy that's not yours and just fill up on your own life force energy. And it's a movement, breath work, meditation sequence that allows people to come back to home base. And um, when you create from that energy, it's really exciting. So it makes for a good good morning ritual, as well as anytime you're feeling stuck or, you know, just... Oh, that's a good one. Sometimes you got to disconnect, you know, realign. Yeah, seriously. I'm already have a couple of people in mind that I could disconnect from that (laughs) I probably benefit from (laughs) this moment in time. So thank you for that gift. Those those energetic hygiene practices. And so this is a really profound one. Go to that. It's huge to just know that you can, you know. Yep. Get that gift, try it out. Love to hear how it works out for you guys. And um, here to support, happy to connect. Um, it's always an honor to get to do this work. And I love these conversations. So thank you for sharing you guys' amazing gifts and um, getting to to transmute in this way. Yes. Thank you, Charles. We are here for the transformation, the transmutation, moving that energy. I always tell my clients on our calls, I'm like, we're going to move do today I'm like I don't know what it's gonna be I'm excited to find out and it's funny because instead of like you know instead of just calling it like crying or purging we'd be like we're just moving energy so just moving some energy today I can get on board with that yeah it's that yes a thousand percent oh this has been so great okay anyone listening if you want to hear a few minutes more we're gonna head over to the patreon that's where we post all the extended video versions of the episodes so you can also see the video and you know just get in more in touch with us that way at patreon.com slash high vibe but until next week 
Um, we love you so much. Make sure that you are, you know, don't be scared of your own feelings. It's okay. <laughs> and if you need help, reach out because there are so many resources available here for you. And something that was coming up, I don't know who needs to hear this, but at some point earlier, I was hearing this message from someone like, what if I'm too broken to be healed? Like, what if my trauma is too much or too heavy or I'm too, I have too much momentum in the wrong direction? And to whoever was thinking that, just know that that's not possible. You're never too yeah. far gone. You're not too so damaged. You're not too unhealed. You're not too unenlightened. Like, no, you're good. No matter where you are, no matter how bad of a place you feel like you're in, you're never too far gone to reverse the energy and to feel better. I, so, yeah. yeah. And I know that the reason they're probably thinking that is because my, my thing is I look at the whole, like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. And I forget sometimes that it's just a step and one step in the right direction is all I really need to do. <laughs> it's not the whole thing at once. So, you know, if that helps anybody, um, I hear you and no, she's right. It's, it's impossible. Just one step in the right direction is really all you're responsible for. At yes. any given moment. Everything can shift with one choice. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep. Word. Amen. Woo! Have a Monday, y'all. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.